0: welcome to this special episode of Board Game Blitz, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network and a podcast about all things board games that you can listen to in less time than it takes to implement confirmation of cross-trained purchases on an online 18xx platform. This week, I'm interviewing Toby Mao, the creator of 18xx.games. So today, I'm here with Toby Mao, who is the creator of 18xx.games, the website where you can play 18xx games online. So hi, Toby. Hello. First, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so my name is Toby. I'm also known as Ambie's husband. (laughs) And yeah, i created a website called 18xx.games. It's a platform for people to play 18xx online in real time or asynchronously through email. And yeah, I like board games. I like programming. And so, yeah, I made 18xx online.
0: How did you get into board gaming and 18xx specifically?
1: I've always liked board games. started playing when I was pretty young things like monopoly and risk and i actually played a lot of monopoly online there's some kind of online version of monopoly that was really simple and i played a lot there and then over time i started playing other games like in i started playing dominion which we played online a lot in 2008 mm-hmm. on isotropic played some power grid and then we started playing more games together like we played arkham horde really like that and i also like twilight imperium a lot mm-hmm. So I kind of liked the heavier type of games. And in around 2016, one of our friends introduced us to 18xx. I think the first game we played was 18AL. Mm -hmm. His friend had given him a handmade copy of it, and we really enjoyed that. And so over time, 18xx was the game to play when we had a lot of time. And so I stopped playing so much TI3. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and that used to be your favorite game.
1: Yeah. And so I guess they're kind of similar, but also very different.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what makes you like 18xx over other games like Twilight Imperium?
1: I like 18xx a lot because there's not very much randomness. I like how it's just about skill and negotiation and playing other players. It's a very open sandbox game, kind of like TI3 there, right? You can do so many different things, but... Every action is very open. You can determine what things to buy at any price. Mm-hmm. You can shuffle around companies and and do all these things and so you can really get interesting game states with the rules and every eighteen x game is so different, even though they're just minor differences in rules or or company stats and things like that.
0: yeah, there's a lot of different types of 18 a t x x games and within those. What makes you excited about a particular one?
1: I really like games where there's a lot of ups and downs. And so games where you can do something that will really drastically alter mm-hmm. the state of the game. So I don't like games where it's very incremental and you do some small thing that gives you an edge. Kind of like an engine builder or a snowball game where, you know, it's just about being a little bit more efficient and then kind of riding that on to the win. I like games that you can do something crazy and then something crazy happens and then the whole game is different. And so that's really exciting to me.
0: Yeah. So for those who've listened to the podcast and have heard my taste in 18xx games, you might notice that it's influenced by Toby's taste (laughs) because we tend to play a lot of 18xx games together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so in 18xx... I think one of the big mechanics that I really enjoy is the train rush, the timing Mm -hmm. aspect of that, and and how sudden and how big of a shift that can make, right? One second you're running your corporations for a lot of money, next minute you have no trains and you need to spend a lot of money out of pocket. And so that particular mechanic, in my opinion, is very interesting to me. And So I I like a game called Locomotive Works, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like train rusting the board game.
0: Yeah, we haven't played that in a while. Yeah. I asked people in different Slack groups for questions for you for the interview, so I'll be interspersing them throughout the interview. One of them was, how many new players to 18xx have you taught the system to over the years uh, before the pandemic?
1: I'm not sure. I try to teach anybody who's interested. I always try to be open and say, hey, if you want to learn, I'm happy to teach. Mm -hmm. It's got to be probably in over a dozen people, maybe... 20, 30 people I'm not sure.
0: yeah yeah I don't know either but I think one thing that's cool about you is that when you really like something you tend to get really into it and then you're just showing it to everyone. so like we we played it with all of our friends pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with some people it stuck some people uh, not as much.
1: <laughs> right and so I just try to make it so that they'll have a good experience their mm-hmm. first time. And if they enjoy that, maybe they'll come back. And if not, well, at least they played a a game and had fun.
0: Yep. So let's move on to 18xx.games. How did 18xx.games start and what inspired you to make the website?
1: I really enjoy programming in my spare time. And Mm -hmm. I also enjoy board games. And so some of the things that I program for fun are board games. So actually, the first kind of game that I programmed was something Mm -hmm. called Mystery.io. It's kind of like Sherlock Holmes, and it's an online platform where you can create stories and then play other people's stories. After Mystery.io, I made Code Names online. This was a long time ago, and I asked Vlada Shvado for permission to post it, and he said no, because they were working on something, and this was like five years ago. <laughs> so even though he didn't give us permission to do it, he and his wife actually played with us, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that was cool. <laughs>
1: After Codenames, I decided to make RollingStock.net. And RollingStock is kind of like 18xx, but there's no map. And So I really like RollingStock, but because it doesn't have a map, it was a lot easier to program than a game like 1889 or 1830. And so I thought that was a great opportunity to make a game that I really like and create something that a lot of people were playing on forums, right? People were taking months to play these games really complicated economic games using spreadsheets and BGG forums and I -hmm. thought it would be great if I could play with my friend in Florida without having to do that Mm -hmm. and so I've always wanted to make 18xx online but I really really didn't want to make the map because the map is really complicated and so I started working on the economics part of 18xx and kind of put off the map and then I made a forum post on BGG and saying, oh, I was kind of working on this thing, but if I had someone helping me out, especially with a map, that might give me more motivation to finish. And so Michael Brandt actually posted on on the same forum and said, hey, I'm interested in this. I'll help you out. And at first, I kind of didn't think much about it. I said, okay, yeah, great. You probably will just message me and then forget about it. But we messaged each other, we got in contact, and he started actually doing a lot of work. And he, he, soon the map was coming up, the tiles were coming, and I was like, whoa, this guy's pretty serious. And that really gave me a lot of motivation to continue working on it, to see it to the end. So it's really thanks to Michael that 18xx.games exists.
0: Wow, that's, that's really cool. Thanks, Michael. And that brings up a good point. Like, you have multiple contributors, right? Like I don't know much about how the project works other than from what I've heard you talk about, but it's open source and you have a lot of people contributing to it. So can you talk more about how that works?
1: Yeah. So the code is available publicly on a website called GitHub. And so that means anybody can look at the code, they can contribute. And so that's really what makes the 18xx.games platform great. It's that a lot of people have contributed many, many hours and Most of the games now that are on the site are not made by me. Mm -hmm. And so because this website is available for the public, both to play and to contribute, it really scales and allows us to leverage the community to bring other people these great games.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So here's a question from the Slack. How do you find time to code when you have a job and small children?
1: (laughs) So thankfully, I have a, a very <laughs> dedicated wife who who spends a lot of time with the children as well and allows me to spend a couple hours every day programming and stuff like that. I, I don't spend quite as much time as I did mm-hmm. when I first started making the site because now there's so many contributors. Mm-hmm. I've kind of been delegated to a role more of managing code reviews and, and stuff like that. But... Back when the site was first starting off, I did spend a lot of time at night and when they were sleeping. Uh, and also sometimes you would watch the kids.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and to all the contributors now, uh, we're, we're thankful that you're helping out so much because, because now Toby has more time with, with the kids who are older now. <laughs> but yeah, when it, when it started out, you started with 1889 was the first game. How did you determine that was the game you
1: wanted? So I really like 1889. I think it's a, a great game. And also it's pretty basic. It's based off of 1830 and there are only a couple of different rules. And also I didn't get the rights for 1830. Mm. Uh, that's still in progress. I've had conversations with uh, Hano from Lookout. And so they're owned by Day now, and we'll have to see where that where that goes. So 1889 seemed like a reasonable choice.
0: Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the rights. That's one of the things you try to make sure you get the rights to a game in order to implement it, right?
1: That's right. Every game on 18xx.games has explicit permission from the rights holder. I don't want to implement any game where it's not clear and where permission isn't granted.
0: Mm-hmm. And for future games, how do you determine which games to make next? Like 18 Chesapeake was next, then 1817? 1846. Oh, 1846. Oh, yes. Then 1817? (laughs)
1: Uh, I think after 1846 was probably 1836 JR. Oh, yeah. But so 18 Chesapeake was next because, again, it was kind of – in the Kickstarter at that stage, and it was kind of a hot game. It was, it's a great beginner game. And also the biggest thing is that it wasn't very different from 1889. Mm-hmm. So one of the complexities of coding an 18xx platform is just all these games are very various complexities, and then really what you're coding is the differences between each game. So for 18 Chesapeake, Scott Peterson was very helpful with coding that up and helping me with the rules and stuff like that. I want to do 1846 next because, again, it's a hugely popular game. And actually, if you look at the statistics now, it's the most played game on on 18xx.games. 1846 for me was not only a way to get this game out to people, but also a technical challenge because it's so different from the 1830 branch of games. There are so many differences, like it's incremental capitalization. You can issue shares. The operating rounds are completely different. And so it was really difficult because it was the first time in the platform that we had such a divergent game. We finally got that out, and I'm glad we did because it's really, really popular. And so in terms of other games, it's really just whoever wants to implement a game. They can just submit a PR, and then that's going to be the next game.
0: What's a PR?
1: A PR is a pull request, so that's the term that we use to for people to submit changes so you write up code you submit the pull request and then after some review it will get merged and then it'll show up on the website
0: okay so i guess that leads into a question someone asked in slack when is 1822 coming
1: so we have permission to do 1822 however Mm -hmm. no one's been working on it so whenever someone works on it that's when it'll show up
0: All right, so when you're programming features into 18xx.games, what's the difference between a feature worth implementing and one destined for the back burner?
1: That's kind of a tough question. It's kind of like, do you like hot dogs or hamburgers? Mm. But I try to quantify it by putting it on a ranking. For example, if it's a broken experience, like you can't play or it crashes, then obviously I think that's number one priority. Mm -hmm. If it's a feature that, you can play the game correctly but you can also play it incorrectly then you know that's middle tier and then lastly there's things that are nice to have like oh maybe it would look better this way or for some people might like it this way but some people won't so those are things that aren't as high value Mm -hmm. so yeah I just kind of make a judgment call but also it's open source so if people want to contribute it themselves then you know I'm not going to stop you I'll help you get it in
0: yeah, one example of that is the spreadsheet view, right? Like, other people made that.
1: Yeah, so there are some people who really like playing 18xx on spreadsheets. I'm not a big fan of it, and I think that spreadsheets kind of hurt the appeal of 18xx to newcomers because they don't newcomers don't really want to be playing a game by just looking at Excel the whole time. But yeah, since some people really wanted it, they developed it and contributed it, and now we have spreadsheets.
0: Mm -hmm. it's cool so yeah you can contribute whatever you want (laughs) up to (laughs) a point (laughs) another question someone asked is why do you dislike online board gaming
1: yeah it's kind of funny i implement all these board games online but i don't really enjoy playing on them i think a big reason is a lot of online board gaming is done asynchronously and i really can't stand it because when i do play async i just think about the game way too much and it distracts from my life and so i really like to play live but i think a lot of board gaming for me is the in-person social interaction and so i really just prefer playing in the physical meat space Mm -hmm. but i really enjoy programming as a hobby and so programming board games is really fun for me
0: but even now when we're not able to play physically you're still not really playing online much either.
1: Yeah, well, most of my time is spent <laughs> with the kids. Yeah, or, or Same here. Doing pull requests, of re- reviews for all the code mm-hmm. that people are merging into the project.
0: So what has surprised you most about this project?
1: What surprised me most about this whole project is just how much traction it's gotten. When I first created the networking code of the site, I actually only tested it up to like 100 users concurrently and i'm like okay there's no way there will ever be more than 100 people playing 18xx online at one time but it turns out that every day there's always around 300 people connected simultaneously and we have over a thousand daily unique users which is pretty amazing Mm -hmm. and so just the amount of games and the amount of people getting to play 18xx during this time was way beyond my expectation but something that motivates me even more and makes me even more happy is just how many contributors we've had to the project. So there's so many talented programmers and people who aren't programmers but who do it for fun who have been contributing. And so I want to give a special shout out to all my contributors who really make this project what it is today. And so that's Michael, Jen, YZE Maze, Dan Schmidt, Kelson, Talbot, Scott, Per and Steve. Thanks so much for getting involved. It's made this project really fun. Because more than anything, meeting everybody and working together to make this project has been really what motivates me to continue.
0: Another person in the Slack asks, what makes 18xx system compelling enough to spend so much energy making a website for it versus other game systems?
1: Well, I think that with 18XX what makes it interesting is it's there's so many different types of 18XX, right? It's not just one game. Mm-hmm. It's a system that branches out and every game is, is very different. And so I kind of joke to with my developers that 18XX.games is really just a a game about rules exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> and so that makes it an interesting programming challenge because mm-hmm you have to keep adding and making sure that the system can handle all these different types of rules. And in terms of what makes it interesting to other people is a lot of people really love 18xx and they're looking for the efficient way to play it online and so this platform did it to them. So now we have thousands of daily players and then maybe a dozen or so active contributors and so that's pretty exciting to me.
0: Yeah, and I think another thing was that there wasn't an easier site to play it on really before where you can play real time and async and like mobile friendly because there's board game arena and some other sites for playing other types of games but not an 18xx one that's that easy i think
1: yeah the current options if you're not familiar with them are board 18 which is just a state management system so there's like a map and you can lay tiles But for the finances, you have to use a custom spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. And then there's Railroad 18XX, which is not really public. And so you need to find a password on a Yahoo Groups forum. And apparently it's very slow, but it's very well done in terms of the rules. The rules are very well elaborated on, documented. But it can take up to a minute to see your moves happen.
0: Mm -hmm. And then someone else also asked, they, they like your product, but then they're wondering if there's concrete plans to promote it beyond the 18xx community. I guess they they said that it seems like only the 18xx people mention the website while newcomers don't seem to be aware of it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of new players are playing it. I see a lot of people yeah. on Twitter who hadn't been playing 18xx mm-hmm. and now are big fans. In terms of people who are already 18 xxers who talk about it more maybe that's just bias because they're already into 18xx i think -hmm. one thing to note is that 18xx no matter what platforms exist will always be kind of a niche game because of how complex long and and niche they are Mm -hmm. so it's never gonna be a mainstream game
0: yeah i've actually seen a lot of people learning on it and i've seen tweets from people who weren't like in the 18xx community before playing it and then they're learning so like maybe not the super big people like shut up and sit down but other people i I think i've seen a lot of people learning on it so i think it's that's good
1: but even shut up sit down didn't mention it in the podcast it wasn't the main uh guy but one of the other contributors was talking about how he was playing on 18xx games and really enjoyed it
0: yeah, I haven't listened. I don't listen to their podcast. So maybe that's another thing. Like, you don't hear all of the things because if you don't listen to that media.
1: Yeah, I've heard that I think his name is Quinn's, doesn't really like 18xx. Um, and so he mm-hmm. mentioned that he was happy that his partner really enjoyed it because mm-hmm. now he doesn't have to play it or review it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I saw him tweet that too when uh, No Pun Included did their. 18xx review (laughs) but it has been exciting all these people learning games on 18xx.games and having it be the first time learning and i think the rules enforcement helps with that when you were making 18xx.games did you expect all these new people to be playing it
1: no i wasn't really expecting it but it really makes me happy to see so many people getting to experience 18xx for the first time, mm-hmm. especially at a time where you, you wouldn't think that you could play more a lot of board games. Yeah. But it turns out, luckily, that this site came and uh, people are actually playing a lot more 18xx now <laughs> than they were before. Yeah,
0: because it's actually faster than regular because of all the math, right? Yeah,
1: it's all automated and then people can play, for example, 1846 in under 90 minutes, which is great. But yeah, I, I've kind of been stalking some people playing 18xx for the first time and kind of reading their chat while mm-hmm. they're playing. And it's really funny seeing people learning how to play online for the first time. And the way they talk about things is, is things that you wouldn't expect people to say.
0: Oh, well, yeah, because we're so deep into it.
1: Yeah, and like one of the new player games that I was watching, someone said something like, oh, yeah, our game is at 20 trains left. And I was like, what? What does that even mean? And looking at the game, I saw that, oh, there's like, for example, two sixes and 18 diesels left, something like that. And so normally how an 18XX player would say it is like, oh, you know, we're at the sixes. But instead they said something like we had 20 trains left, which is really interesting to to hear yeah. or read.
0: <laughs> I guess like people learning completely online, that's very different than learning from the rules and from from playing it in person. So is there a lot of pressure to make sure you have the rules implementation right because all these people are learning from just playing on your site?
1: Yeah, we, we do our best. <laughs> and it's funny you should mention that because I guess one thing that does surprise me is how many people don't actually know the rules and mm-hmm. play incorrectly. So there there are cases where we you know it's it's not a perfect system obviously it's we we coded it and we might have some bugs and so for example if we have a bug that allows people to play incorrectly basically everyone's going to play wrong and so then i kind of wonder how many people actually play 100% correctly when they play in person
0: yeah probably not that many people yeah <laughs> there's, there's so many rules
1: I, I and i've heard the phrase if you're within 5 to 10% uh in player value in a real-life 18xx game is probably a tie because of all the mistakes you've made.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You've mentioned stats a few times. Do you have somewhere that has all of the stats of people playing on the website or stuff? Those stats
1: aren't really publicly available, Uh but I've posted a couple of them on Twitter, for example. We're getting close to 20,000 total games created on 18xx games. And there are a handful of people who have played close to 200 or maybe even more than 200 games now since the site launched in April. Wow. Every Every day, you'll see a lot of people playing, looking to play live 1846. That's kind of the popular mm-hmm. thing to do.
0: Because that's a quick one, right?
1: Yeah, it's really quick, and a lot of people enjoy it.
0: Mm-hmm. What is the longest game you have on there, 1817? Is that...
1: Yeah, currently 1817 is probably the longest game on the site now. Mm -hmm. It's a monster game, and we even have the 12-player variant (laughs) (laughs) implemented. And so I I think they might be past the first round. (laughs) Oh, someone's playing that. Yeah, there are 12 people crazy enough to play an asynchronous game of 1817 12-player. It's nuts. I'm not sure if they'll ever finish. Yeah, and uh, 1817 is one of the games I really enjoy a lot and don't get an opportunity to play, and so it might be one of the games that I'll try online, and so maybe we should play it sometime.
0: Yeah, How long do you think a full game of that takes on 18xx.games?
1: If you're playing fast and live, it's probably going to take at least four to five hours. (laughs) But a lot of people play 1817 up to the four trains and Mm -hmm. usually they find that interesting enough and they're willing to call it. And so that's going to be much shorter than actually running it all the way to the end. Mm
0: -hmm. Have you seen on 18xx games like stats of people stopping it after the four trains versus going all the way to the end?
1: I haven't really looked at that yet. But I assume that's what happens a lot. Mm -hmm.
0: Is there anything that you haven't been able to solve like any problem that you haven't been able to solve that you would like to fix or address?
1: I don't know if there's anything that's technically limited. Mm -hmm. It's mostly a time and priority thing. I think if I found the motivation the things that I'd want to do next are something like a sandbox mode so that you can just move around pieces Mm -hmm. and use a spreadsheet to track state. That will really explode the number of games that we would have. Mm -hmm. without all the rules enforcement so there's a site called board 18 now that kind of solves this purpose it has many many games but you kind of just use a spreadsheet to track the finances and all board 18 does is track the map and different Mm -hmm. tokens i think one issue that people have with board 18 is there's a synchronization problem and so bringing that into 18xx games i feel would add a lot of value Mm -hmm.
0: i guess that leads into the next question do you have future plans for 18xx games or other board game sites? Like, what are your long-term goals for 18xx games?
1: I think with 18xx games, I'll just continue to uh, help people get more games in. So continuing to help do peer reviews and stuff like that, making sure that the code base stays maintainable. Because mm-hmm. one of the challenges of a project like this is just every time you add a new game with new mechanics, the code base gets more and more complex. And so really what I'm trying to do is to make sure that the complexity stays as minimal as possible so that we can continue to add games because if the code base gets too crazy then it'll be really difficult to add anything without breaking stuff. In terms of other games, I'm not sure, maybe one day. I've had inspiration to kind of make a card game online maybe. I really like playing Netrunner back in the day and so I don't know, we'll see. <laughs>
0: So I've heard that 18xx.games is known to be like quicker and snappier than other online 18xx implementations. So can you explain how that's done?
1: 18xx.games is an interesting tech stack. It's all written in Ruby. And even the front end code, so the code that's running in your browser is written in Ruby. And the way that works is, is transpiled into JavaScript using a framework called Opal. And so in order to make this fast, a lot of the work in terms of calculating stuff is done on the client side. And because all of the code is all written in the same language, Ruby, we only have to write it once. And that allows us to be really efficient and to write all the logic once, and then to have it run in each person's browser. And so there's a mode called hot seat mode, where you can play a full game by yourself or with friends at a table without mm-hmm. having to use the internet right because some other approaches would be to run everything on the server but if you only have a couple machines that could slow down if you have a lot of users but if a lot of the heavy duty operations are done on your own machine then it scales with everybody playing
0: so if people have a bad computer does that mean they, it would be slow for them
1: uh, yes, that is also one of the downsides. And so, for example, if you're playing 1817 on a really old computer or mm-hmm. phone, then it could be slow, especially when you undo or or refresh.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. And one thing that I tried to optimize for is to make sure that you can play on your phone. A mm-hmm. lot of older websites are designed only for desktop, and I wanted to make sure that you could make moves wherever you are, mm-hmm. on the go, on the toilet, etc. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I actually played in hot seat mode on my phone uh, when it first came out. I, I think I talked about it in a recently played. I played like three handed by myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I've heard that there's a lot of players, you know, even some of the players who have played hundreds of games play only on their phone. And so that's amazing to hear that <laughs> in, the, in 2020, you can now play 18xx on your phone. <laughs>
0: So now that you've gone into a little bit of the tech, how can people who are tech-savvy help out or contribute to 18xx.games?
1: So yeah, if you're tech-savvy, you can just go to the GitHub page and look for good first issues and and submit PRs. If you get really comfortable, then you can start making new games. But even if you're not tech-savvy, you can contribute. We have a wiki that anybody can come and update for different rules and different FAQs. We're always looking for testers. And so Mm -hmm. if you're interested in seeing a new game coming out and it's in development, you can test it out and file bugs. Bugs, Bug reports are always appreciated. So Mm -hmm. anyone can help. It's open and we really appreciate your help. It's what makes the platform progress and it's what made the platform where it is today.
0: And there's a Slack where people can come to contribute. Yeah.
1: So if you go to 18xx.games on the welcome page, you're, mm-hmm. there's a link to the Slack. So the this is a 18xx Slack. It's a generic Slack. It's not just for the website, but we do have a channel in that Slack called 18xx Games. You can ask questions there, chat about anything. If you want to talk about anything related to the site, feel free to drop by and and we'll say hi.
0: Yeah, and I'll link that in the show notes as well. And so if you haven't played 18xx before and want to try it, you can go check out 18xx.games and play it. There's a lot of beginner-friendly games, and you can ask in the Slack for people to play, or there are other groups where, like Discords and stuff where people can play, but you can also ask in the chat on the website, and a lot of people have learned, so now's your time to learn 18xx.
1: There's also a tutorial. Oh, that yes. Joshua Starr from Grand Trunk Games actually made, and mm-hmm. so I've I've heard people have used that to kind of learn the basics and how to navigate the website.
0: Yeah, so that's that's pretty helpful. So thank you, thank you, Toby, for coming on to the podcast for the first time ever. Yeah, right?
1: thanks for having me. <laughs> this has been a big honor for me. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, yeah, me, me as well. It's it's been great being able to talk to you. <laughs> And that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, boardgameblitz.com, for video and blog content, as well as to get links to all our social media pages. Support our showing at cool perks for as little as $1 a month by visiting patreon.com slash boardgameblitz. As a patron, you'll get access to pre-edit recordings and our private Slack channel where you can chat with us and other Blitz viewers every day. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Morrow. Technical support provided by Toby Mount. Board Game Blitz is part of the Dice Tower Network. Until next time, let's play the classic. 18xx games bye
1: everyone